Hey everybody, I'm Eric Allen. Welcome to another episode of Game On here on ICRT. And today with me is... As always, Leslie. Good old reliable Leslie. Unfortunately, Joey's a little too busy to join us today, so we're going to go with just the two of us. He needs to get his affairs in order, man. He's a busy man. He's got a lot on his plate. Leslie, did you know that we are technically in the eighth generation of video game consoles now? Has there been that, has there been that many? Eighth generation. I thought we were on the fourth. Because no. PlayStation is on <laughs> number four. So no, PlayStation there, there four. were video games before the PlayStation. Yeah, I think you need to check your I'm fairly work. sure. I don't think I, I, we, we played some of them. I, I, I know you grew up with some of them before the PlayStation. All right. All right. So actually, the first generation, this is going back in the mists of time. Oh, stop being dramatic. <laughs> no, seriously. These were before I was born and I'm older than you. So obviously, that's you pretty know, old. It's pretty old. It's pretty, right? pretty old. So the first, at least in the U.S., the uh-huh. first big console was by a company called Magnavox. Have you heard of this? Wasn't it Pong? Yes. Does this but predate Pong? This predates Pong by a couple of years. So the Magnavox, the, the original Magnavox was called the Odyssey. And it, like Pong, just like vector graphics, right? Just huge sprites, uh-huh. basically. Uh, huge pixels, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And they that game, that console, basically was just binary, just on-off switches that would run. Wait, what? And it would play very simple games. Tennis, hockey, volleyball, something called chase, which I'm assuming is like a race. Wait, so you're telling me they can play hockey and volleyball? Wait, you said this predates Pong. This predates Pong. And it can play hockey and and the articulation required for tennis and hockey and racing, I imagine, is so much more than Pong, which is like four pixels. Just remember that back in the day. So it's still basically Pong, just maybe slightly different. Then a couple years later, (laughs) Pong comes out. Uh Uh-huh. And this thing takes off. Everybody loves Pong, right? Well, back in the day, they what? did. It's, it's, it's a little dated for us now. But three years later, 1975, all right, Pong comes out. And it's so, pro- it's so popular that Magnavox actually comes out basically with a dedicated system for it. It's called the Magnavox 100. And it basically plays Pong and hockey. It's all it does. It's a stripped-down system just to play that game. Wait, so... Who created Pong? Is it Magnavox? I believe so. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But then, at the same time, they also created the Magnavox 200, so double the power. I don't know. You're blowing my (laughs) mind right now because I cannot picture anything that is more simple than Pong. And you're telling me that they had more variety than Pong. What did this even look like? Huge squares moving around. Kind of like Pong. What?! Go do your own research, man. Okay. You can look this up later. Uh, the Magnavox 200 lets you play Pong with four players, not just two. So back in 1975, uh-huh. you had four-player consoles. How do you play four-player Pong? Is it on different edges of the screen? I don't know. It sounds is like, it two on is a it side? like Hungry Hungry Hippos? Yeah. <laughs> it might be Hungry Hungry Hippos. It, that's what Actually, I'm Actually, that, that sounds cooler than two on a side. Yeah. Uh, this uh, They also enabled on-screen scoring. I guess the original Pong, you had to s- keep score by yourself. With a pencil and paper? Pencil, or just in your head. Like, that's... I scored one. That's for me. Now, ones versus you'll remember that, okay? Next that's week. so surreal. Right? You would think it'd be pretty simple to put a number, but no. You had to get the <laughs> Magnavox 200. <laughs> okay. So that's the first generation. This is still before I was born. Okay, keep going. Second generation. You have 
consoles that honestly I have never even heard of. Is so between, are we getting Atari yet? We're we're getting into Atari territory, but from 1976 to 1982, we've uh, got uh, we've got the Fairchild Channel F, the Atari. 2600 we've got the intellivision we've got the ColecoVision. what is going on man these I all sound know. these all sound like you know dot-com bubble <laughs> companies man that should have went down with the recession well they did go down because right <laughs> about that time is when the whole uh video game market crashed in the u.s was that was that with et that, that yes exactly okay. on the atari 2600 et that slew of games basically so what happened? With, were you there for E.T. or were nope. you like around this, for E.T.? This is still before my time. Okay, because I heard like E.T. was supposed to be like this super great game. and People like, were talking about it. It's going to be the best thing ever and that it was horrible. It was absolutely It crap. was the worst thing ever. There's like literally copies of it in junkyards in like the United States. I understand that they had to dig a special hole to put <laughs> all the copies that did not sell. Oh my I God. I believe that is fact. That's so wrong. Now, this is interesting though. Uh, like we said, four-player consoles way back in 1975, which we didn't have in modern consoles until I think the SNES. No, mm-hmm. not the the, uh, the Nintendo 64 was the first to come with four ports in the console itself to play. Didn't you have multi-taps before that already, though? You did, but it wasn't built in into the oh, console, yeah, okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, like, Nintendo was the only one to have four-player for a long time. Yep. Like, oh, Xbox, though. Yeah, but that was like two generations later. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So in the second generation, they already started having handheld consoles. In the second generation? Second generation. So in the late 70s to early 80s. Okay. Listen, so coloring books don't count as handheld no, no. games. There was something called the Microvision, which apparently failed because the screen was way too fragile and it kept breaking. Uh-huh. Sounds like my phone. <laughs> His phone is plagued for everyone who, ha- who doesn't know. Uh-huh. And then there's something called, in Japan, there was the Epoch Game Pocket Computer. But neither of these sold very well. We're talking in the like tens of thousands of units. So, eh. Not great. They died out, I think, within two years. What games could they even play? I think they only had a library of like four or five games each, which might have something to do with its poor performance. Uh-huh. But at the same time, this is when Nintendo's Game & Watch right, series right, 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 came right. out, which was very popular. I remember I had a couple growing up. I think I had Donkey Kong Jr., which I didn't I even loved. know how Game & Watch worked, man. It was just... It wasn't even like moving pixels. It was like predetermined. Right. Places. And you just determine which one lights up by that, moving. Yeah. It's crazy to think about nowadays, but it was fun. Yeah. I loved this it. This is too much. <laughs> this is getting too much for me. I mean, like how. That, Knowing that, his mind. That level of technology seems more advanced than what we have. Like, because you're basically controlling, I don't know, like picture books. Yeah. Right. Basically. And the pictures move, and then you have to move along with it. I don't know, man. Okay, keep going. I'm going right. to go off track. <laughs> so uh, now we come to the third generation where this is kind of where you and I come into the picture, at yeah. least for me at first. Because in 1985, yeah. this is when things that we're familiar with. We sell it, baby. This is when yeah. the Famicom, the family computer. No, just keep talking. I'm going to do this. Also known as the Nintendo Entertainment System in the U.S., so uh-huh. Famicom here in Asia and the NES in uh, the U.S. and the West. Right. That's when this comes out, and that's when we grew up playing Super Mario okay, and yeah, yeah, Duck yeah. Hunt and Zelda and all that. You got me. 
so, but I want to point out that I think our experiences being partially in Asia uh-huh. is very different with this generation of games than people in the U.S. Because here in Taiwan, back in the day, we weren't that. You know, great about intellectual property rules. And oh, are you talking about like those that. like multi multi game cartridges? Yeah, you get one cartridge with like fifty games on it, one hundred games a, on it. But there were a bunch of problems with those. Oh yeah, they were not very well made. Were they not? And they weren't like, were they were never officially Nintendo licensed, right? Oh no, I'm, okay. I'm I'm fairly sure that those were all bootleg all the time. Okay, and and they would lie to you. Yeah. Like I said, 100 games on this cartridge. Mommy, mommy, give me that. You take it home and it's like the same game, but you start at level one. You start at level two. You start at level three. I think it's like the same game and then you have like some weird like reprints. There's like... you Or they you, reskin it with something. Yeah, they yeah. reskin it with something. Oh, man, that's weird. Yeah, those bootleg but, games are weird, man. But I, some of those were my favorite games. Like I, I'm fairly sure they do not exist in the West, but there were some games on the... Hey, uh, Hombaiji, we call yeah, it here yeah. in Taiwan, That's right? what we call it, the, the red and white? Yeah, the red but and white. The red and white was basically the first NES system, right? Yeah, okay, that's, yeah. that's the NES. Just it's just checking. the Asian version. Uh, there's some there that like I love, and I'm fairly sure they never existed outside of Asia. Or maybe outside of Taiwan. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have you know, to go like... weird tank games. If you had to go this. into the, like, the States to get it, you had to go to like Chinatown in some yeah, back alley yeah, yeah. with some weird guy who's also selling opium. <laughs> Not that we know anything about that, dear listeners. But you uh, know, <laughs> okay. Uh, also, this is when we start getting like those weird peripherals for consoles, Cause, like the gun for the Duck Hunt, right? Duck Hunt. That gun was cool. That man. was cool, and that was one of their first things because yeah. Duck Hunt came out real early in their production line. Yeah, yeah. But then you also had Rob, that little robot that like dropped. What did he do? I don't know. I think it was marketed as a toy that somehow interfaced with the nintendo somehow yeah. i don't know and then i remember uh what's it called not not, not rob but he was a, he was a, like a character in super smash brothers yeah, yeah. so it was game and watch yeah that was weird they brought it back and then there's the the biggest marketing ploy ever mm-hmm. the power glove okay i don't know much about the power glove you gotta tell me about that as f- i never saw one uh-huh like they made an entire movie basically to sell it a uh, movie i was it the whiz I think like it was a full feature length movie. Yeah. Really? For 2 hours? And then like at the end the kid uses a power glove to win the the Super Mario Championship or something. Super Mario 3. And this is like a Nintendo movie yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's weird. It came out in theaters? Mhm. Did you go see it? I don't remember. But just the idea that basically it was a glove that you wore and the controller was on the back of it. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how you're supposed to control the but what, that thing what with about only the hands one and hand. Fingers? No, that nothing. It's just it. It's on your back of the wrist, so I don't know how that helps you play because normally you're supposed to use two hands on the controller, right? So, but it was. It seemed like the coolest thing ever as a kid, and I don't know a single person who ever had one. Yeah. So that's like the holy grail. Like, oh, I would want that thing so bad. But if you think about it, it's probably not actually conducive to you playing. You still a game want it? Not not now, but it seems like a cool thing. Okay. Wait, was Virtual Boy, was it this, this generation? That came a little bit later. Okay. But uh, this is the same time as we have the Sega Master System and the Atari 7800, uh-huh. both of which like, I'm aware of yeah. intellectually, but I don't think I ever saw anyone, knew anyone who had these specific consoles. Not for Sega. Sega was, Sega wasn't, what was their 16-bit? 
I wouldn't. They had a lot of different. They were keeping up with Nintendo for another two or three generations, yeah. but I don't think just they're just in my group. So no one, many Sega, no one had them. Console Sega that Sega sixteen, yeah, and then Genesis, they had they Saturn. all had their uh, handhelds too. This is when Game Boy came out oh, in nineteen eighty nine. Game Gear, I remember that. Oh, Game Gear, we'll get to that. All but right. I mean, the Game Boy that was the first well made portable gaming system. Yeah, right, definitely, definitely. Four A batteries. Yeah, 4A batteries. Decent battery life, right? They pretty lasted good. Pretty good. Several hours. Yeah. And then they, they that also had peripherals that they had the little printer thing. They had the extra light source. The, the Game Boy camera, was it? Oh, yeah. That you take pictures and print them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, um, the, 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 the magnifying glass with the light, that actually was helpful. Yeah, I think that was, yeah. that was a good idea because that... Without external light, this was before backlights yeah, in, yeah. in handhelds. You could not play that game in the dark. Yeah, it, it was it was hard. It was difficult. Uh, and then okay, so that's pretty much the end of the third generation. We're getting into the late eighties, and this is where I from thrive, here, baby. From here, we've got uh, fourth generation. This is actually. Did you know that the Sega Genesis mm-hmm. and the Turbo Graphics sixteen predate the SNES? By Wait, the 16-bit? The Sega 16-bit predates? The Sega Genesis and the TurboGrafx-16. Again, this is something that I know existed, uh-huh. but I think I maybe played it once. Yeah. That came out two years before the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. Wow, they the lost... The Sega Genesis, Genesis came first. But again... They lost that badly to Nintendo? Badly, even with a two-year head start. Oh my goodness. Like... We know that Sega was a competitor uh-huh. to Nintendo. Like, Any we idea know how much this. it was on, on release? Like sales figures or price? Or like price I don't remember. I didn't look that up. Oh, wow. Because I remember Nintendo's like whole shtick was just like, oh, yeah, not expensive. You know, you can have it really high quality. Mm-hmm. And then it came packaged with Super Mario World. How are you going to go the- wrong with that? Sega, oh my god, Sega come 96 with... <laughs> levels of Yoshi goodness, right? I can still name all the colors of Yoshi. Do it. You got blue, green Yoshi, yellow Yoshi, red Yoshi. I said blue already? Yep. All right, that's about it. <laughs> there weren't that many There weren't that many colors back in the original. But, uh, like, we knew that Sega was competitor, but... I don't know of too many people who ever had Sega consoles. No, for me, it was Throughout always, the entire thing. Like, whenever I went to somebody's house and they have a Sega, I was like, oh, you're one of those people. <laughs> uh. Let's not console shame. I'm not though, console I, though I do remember that Sega had some of the first, like, X-Men games. Uh-huh. So I was pretty jealous about that. Okay. I think Arcade's Revenge was on one of the Sega consoles, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. You can play as the X-Men. And it just it never came to Arcade's the... Arcade's uh, Revenge, man. I might be getting the, the specific game wrong. Okay, but, keep going. All right. And from here, actually, this is uh, the fifth generation is actually one of the biggest console generations what we got so we've got starting from 1993 you have the atari jaguar the 3do the sega 32x the virtual boy the sega saturn and the playstation in 1995 wait the sega sega came out with two consoles in one generation yeah i think one of them might have been a handheld Uh uh-huh but still, this is what more of like doing, again, like man? we don't, we didn't even know that they had this yeah, many yeah, consoles, yeah. right? That I guess that kind of shows how far behind they PlayStation were. PlayStation in '95, PlayStation really? in 1995. I remember this because I was playing Final Fantasy VII before I moved back from California to Taiwan. I remember this very clearly. So I can't 1995. Re- okay, I can't remember then. Wow. 
1996 is when you get the Nintendo 64. And as we were saying, this is one of the the first modern yeah, yeah. console to have four player capabilities. Yeah. So before most of these games were, you know, two people max. So you have a group of friends around, but it's just I have a terrible memory. One two people at most playing at the same time and uh-huh. you have to swap out. I always thought the Nintendo and the N64 always came out closer to like the 2000s. Right. It seems that way, but no, it actually wow. was the late 90s. Nintendo 64 Goldeneye, the first Smash Brothers, yeah. four-player uh, Mario Kart. Was yeah. Double Dash? No, Double Dash was GameCube. Double Dash was GameCube. But then you could have four-player Mario Kart on the 64, and that changed the dynamic, right? Yeah, and this was all before like online gaming. So Right, so you would, it's still everybody in the same room yeah, yeah. having fun together. Yeah. Oh, wow. N64, talk about a great <laughs> console, man. I never had one. I, never I don't think I had one either. But, but there's just so many good games like Star Fox 64. I can mm-hmm. always go back to. That's a good one. That's a good one. Super Mario 64. You had a. Uh, I was. I got so bad at those 3D jumping games. Uh-huh. Just couldn't do it. Uh, couldn't do it. All right. Uh, so this is when I'm getting into my college years. So you're still in like middle school by this yeah, point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the Dreamcast, which I did have. I had all of like two or three games on it. It was supposed to be the first one of the first consoles that you could play online with other people. Mm-hmm. Didn't really work as advertised. Yeah. It's all right, uh, man. I have uh, I have the Dreamcast of this latest generation, the Wii U. <laughs> it's I, uh, same thing. I'll have like three or four games for it, but it can play Wii Wii games. Yeah. so upscale. Well, too. It's it's kind of a, a half step up yeah. from the Wii, but not quite to the Switch. Yeah. This is also when the PlayStation 2 comes out. I remember getting it during oh my, my freshman God. year of college. I Probably have... not a good idea when you're trying to get your higher education to have suddenly like have a new game console. Games for the PS2, man. The PS2 was such a good console generation. It, it really was. It was so stupid. Like, <laughs> as stupid as in, as in good. As in so... It's like the Fatal Frame series. That oh, was my college years. That was good. The Final Fantasy... Well, I didn't like Final Fantasy X that much. Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2. You have the... Dark Cloud, she- that sounds so familiar. That was the first game I had for uh, for PlayStation 2. Shinobi remake on that was really good as well. Oh, my God. You're getting me into this whole... Xeno Gears and then... Uh, See, he wasn't in college yet, so he had time to play all these games. Dude. Just saying... I'm just saying, those are some great but games. GameCube 2001. Yeah. This was another great one, especially in the dorms and living with your college friends. Because, again, four players. Yeah. Smash. And then you have... This is another thing uh, where they got a lot of peripherals out, like Donkey Konga, the drumming game. Oh, yeah. We actually went out and got four drums so we could all drum together. Uh, How crazy game. is that? I'm sorry, but I have to get the game for the GameCube and that made everybody just like go like, oh, Resident Evil 4. Because they made that transition from PlayStation to Nintendo and everyone was like, oh my God, this is going to become a family-friendly game. They didn't. There was chainsaws in that game. There was like tentacles in that game. And then they did the remake of the first Resident Evil. Yes, that was beautiful. Amazing. Beautiful game. Oh, God. Oh, that was was so great. Did you play that game? I watched my roommate play it. That's what I thought because you're a big weenie. That's right. But I help him with the puzzles. And I also tell him where really scary things might be. And this is also when Microsoft gets into the Xbox video game console wars and we get 
That's right, the Xbox. Was Halo a launch title? I believe it was. And Xbox, as I recall, for whatever reason, I think we decided to do like the midnight release thing. Uh-huh. First time we ever did that. Huge line, all kinds of people waiting for it. Yeah. So I think this helped move video games out from like the nerd culture. Yeah. To the mainstream? everybody culture, the mainstream uh, as it's called, if you want to uh, use words, you know. I don't know, Eric. <laughs> Sounds like a man's consoling himself about being a nerd. Hey, I wholeheartedly embrace it. And yeah, so Xbox and Xbox did have the Xbox original. Mm-hmm. It did have online capabilities. It did because you could play Halo online. Yeah. You could play was Gears Gears of War. On I Xbox remember one? there was this crazy Gears of War wasn't. On Xbox, it was on 360, wasn't it? It might have been on the 360. So yeah. I remember there was this wacky like Xbox Live intro like DVD that they had about a guy like in an interview, and he was just talking about how like by night he goes by this dark master and he just goes like <laughs> playing these video games. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I gotta find it for you if you can't remember. Okay, that. that's crazy. Ugh, just the Xbox, the brick, right? It was the hugest thing. Ever. Well, the what was worse was their first generation controllers. Do you remember those? Those oversized things you can barely put your hands around. I think I still think the N sixty four controller was weirder. No, 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 because the the Xbox controller was just gigantic. There was no maybe it's because I was twelve when I was playing it. That might be, but it, it was way too big. It was like a big, you, you know, the big Batman symbol now that yeah. for the Ben Affleck movies. It was like one of those. <laughs> Like, think about that shape and think about putting your hands around that shape. How do you even... 12-year-old Leslie would have problems, yeah. yeah. And then we're getting closer now. We've got the... Uh... Oh, actually, hold on. Rewind a bit. PlayStation 2. I was at a Tanquin this past weekend. Uh-huh. They still had advertisements up for the PS2. It's been almost 20 years. Okay, let's, That place that's... has not redecorated in 18 that's years. That's not the PlayStation I just want to say that. Fault. That's <laughs> no, it's not their fault, fault, but it's like, I was, hey, PlayStation 2. Wow, that's been 20 years. Either that or you're stuck in some kind of time bubble where they're just like, That'd oh, really the PlayStation 2 Yeah, still it's still on sale, yeah. Uh, seventh generation, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, the Wii. So this is into the era where we're starting to get like di- direct digital distribution. But this is, like you said, this is where things were going down, like the mainstream, hit the mainstream, and this is the generation where things start going downhill for me. How so? Well, like we have where the, you have the proliferation of internet games, like like you said, digital distribution. This mm-hmm. when DLC becomes a thing. Yeah. And this is when we see the th- the like AAA titles come out to like huge hype. It becomes like more of a marketing ploy than it does about like the game. Mm-hmm. So these are like big games, like modern uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. and then these things f- become like a yearly franchise. Yes, this is true. And then I just remember there was this uh, this time uh, in my life when most like eighty percent of games were disappointing. Mm. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Like the new God of War comes out this week, that, that's and I true. heard that game got like it's getting huge acclaim. I was willing to look into it because I yeah. I enjoyed the first three. Yeah, those original yeah, trilogy. Check right? it out. I, the review. So I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to play it. It is absolutely just murdering in the reviews. But also, this is the generation where we start seeing motion controls. Yeah, we Wii. had the Wii motes. Uh-huh. Which help, uh, but they only track your hands, right? Yeah. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation tried move. it with the move. 
And then the Xbox had the Kinect, which is full body camera style. Yeah, that was some Terminator. So stuff, they man. they all had their different ways of going about it. And also, this is where Nintendo kind of backs away from doing the AAA big games, and they start going into the lighter, quirkier, more f- fun family stuff. Well, that's that's the, the only people that can do it. Well, maybe like Sony nowadays, but the only people that can do it. Is Nintendo because they have so many IPs that are so strong. You got uh, you got Super Mario, you got Legend of Zelda, you got Metroid, you got Super Smash Brothers, you got Donkey Kong, and I can go on for days. Just one company, man. Mm-hmm. Even if they have one dedicated console for all of these IPs, it's fine, dude. They're gonna be okay. But this also helps to get like the older generation. I remember my parents mm-hmm. liking, you know, Wii Sports. Yeah. Or like trying to that that we fitness board thing. Yeah, but how long did that last? It didn't last too long. But go. it got them into it. It it got Nintendo a sale. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this was also the time where, again, you're supposed to have, you could support up to four people at a time playing. Yep. But this is also the point where, because of online play, it's hard to get four people in a room now. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I I did purchase. Four Wii Motes for my system. I think I, I don't think I ever used all four I think at I a time. Have two, because I had Smash and I wanted to play with my friends. Yeah. It's just I don't have too many friends here. Well, nobody Taiwan, plays man. Super Smash Brothers with the Wii Motes. All right, man. Well, you, I didn't realize that at the time. Okay, all it right. was that was the only that was the only version of Smash I owned. I didn't have a GameCube. I didn't have a N sixty four. Okay, so I was like, I finally have a version of Smash. Let's play. No one here plays it. Mm. And which finally brings us to the current generation. We've got like the half step, the Wii U, which eventually evolved into the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, got the PlayStation like Four. We've got the Xbox One. Now the Nintendo Switch is very interesting because that's they've got the whole uh, Nintendo paradigm of being light and fun, mm-hmm. and most importantly, portable. It's kind of a mix between yeah, but they a kind console of sh- and a handheld. I think they shot themselves in the foot here. How so? Because they. Like, they have no reason. Their 3DS is one of their best-selling consoles. This is true. And they have absolutely no justification for send, for putting out a new one if they're going to focus on the Switch. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the Switch encompasses those two categories. Mm-hmm. It's a home and portable console. So how are you going to tell me that they're going to be working on a 3DS when they could just basically make it a Switch game and be like, oh, it's portable? Yeah. Uh... I don't see a problem with that. They could just abandon the 3DS in the future. It's just a shame, though. I mean, for people who already own a 3DS, yes, they can continue porting yeah. new games onto that. But they don't really need to create a new dedicated handheld system if they have the Wii, uh, if they the have Switch? the Switch. Yeah. I mean, the Wii U tried to do that, too, right? They had the uh, the screen on the controller. But the thing is... So the... you didn't need the big TV if someone else wanted to watch it at home. You could still play. But the screen needed to... Uh, it needs to stay in the vicinity of the of the, uh, the console itself. Right, but it was it was moving away from like being a dedicated you need the entire yeah. living room to play yeah. types. Type it was system. it was really cool. It was I'm right. not going to lie, it was really cool. Like, like it sounded like a great idea. I just never cuz I barely played my Wii, so the Wii U is like uh hey, great. So play with family, but I live alone. So yeah. That's so sad. I know. I play I live alone. I play <laughs> the Wii U. <laughs> so sad, so sad. All right. Uh like we said God of War coming out soon. God of War is coming out. It came out to. today. I think I read some of the reviews. The reviews, it's killing it in the reviews. 
might have Absolutely to go to murdering the underground molten it. But of course, uh, yeah, dude, I, I'd say get it. Especially if you play the first three. Do you guys want to watch us stream this? You watch can stream. I've never played the God of War series. Okay. I'd rather enjoyed it, but it seemed... I don't know. By the third one, I was kind of done. He was just too pissed off. <laughs> He's just too mad now. Yeah. He's killed everything, guys. Yeah. There's nothing left to kill. The only reason I haven't played God of War is because I live it every day, okay, Eric? <laughs> he is Kratos. He is that angry. Y'all, just... y'all should see him around the office. He just walks around streaming all the time. Screaming and yelling. Griping. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Game On. I'm Eric Al. Um, Leslie Leo, this is a long episode. This was a long episode. Thank you for joining us on this uh, trip down memory lane. Thank you. Till next time, game on. Peace.